Hi ladies, it's me, TT. It's time for this week's podcast. We are in week 33, Are You Resting in God? Page 125 of my book, Spiritual Devotion and Inspiration for Women. God has allowed us to see another day, so he must have something for us to do, ladies. He must have something for us Christians and godly women to do because he allowed us to see another sunrise, another day. So let's get started. Grab your books. If you don't have a book, just enjoy the podcast. Do you agree that one of the most uncomfortable things to do is to rush? I hate rushing because it tends to steal my joy and peace. Many times, habitually rushing through life causes us to be filled with anxiety, stress, or worry, which is a strong indication that we are not resting, leaning, relaxing, trusting in God. When we are consumed with what is going on in the world, especially in religion and politics, it is hard for us to rest in God. When we are overwhelmed with what our children are doing or are not doing, It is hard for us to rest in God. When we are physically or mentally spent due to running around trying to cover all of our bases, it is hard for us to rest in God. But God wants us to rest, remain, repose, stand in Him, specifically in His love and care for us. This is part of why He said in John 10, 10 that He came to give us the abundant life both physical and especially spiritual blessings included. Unless the Lord builds the house, the builders labor in vain. Unless the Lord watches over the city, the guards stand watch in vain. In vain you rise early and stay up late, toiling for food to eat, for he grants sleep rest to those he loves. Psalm 127 verses 1 and 2. This lesson reminds me of when I first launched my publishing company in 1998. I worked extra hard, many times six or seven days a week and 16 hours a day because I wanted to make sure it was successful. The magazines I published were pretty popular. I even won a few awards for them. Yet this hectic schedule left me with little rest. Later, I realized I made a very big mistake. I did not schedule private time with God and did not leave enough room for Him to work in my life. It did not take long for it to dawn on me that God did not create us to work that hard, but to get some rest, particularly in Him. In general, we all do the same. We launch this or that, sign our children up for this activity and that program, And on and on. In general, there's nothing wrong with doing these things. However, when we save only a little time for worship or Bible study and spend no quiet time alone with God, we are leaving a very tiny space for him to work in our lives. So we many times end up worrying or ruining our health and nearly toiling ourselves to death. Instead of resting in God. Come to me, all you who are weary and burdened, and I will give you rest. Take my yoke upon you and learn from me. For I am gentle and humble in heart, 
and you will find rest for your souls. For my yoke is easy and my burden is light. Matthew eleven twenty eight through 30 NIV. I remember walking along the Ohio River one day during one of my spiritual boot camps. I was trying to figure out ways to help my son who was going through a difficult time. Suddenly, I could hear the Lord say to me in my heart, Why do you believe that you have to do everything on your own, as if I am not going to help you? With watery eyes, I immediately humbled myself and thanked him for that much-needed insight. I then apologized and asked him to forgive me for not completely trusting in him, yet trying to do things in my own strength. Today, I have learned my lesson. I refuse to worry or rush into doing anything. I consciously choose to live by God's promises to me in the Bible and recite them each day. Some of them include, The Lord will fulfill His purpose for me, with emphasis on the Lord will. God will see me through, with emphasis on God will. God's will will be done, and everything is going to be all right. Another one of my favorites is, if it's meant to be, it will be. These passages, along with many others, reveal that we cannot do everything on our own or without God's help and are unwise to even try. Focus scripture. Commit your way to the Lord. Trust in him and he will do this. He will make your righteous reward shine like the dawn. Your vindication like the noonday sun. Be still before the Lord and wait patiently for him. Do not fret when people succeed in their ways, when they carry out their wicked schemes. Psalm 37, 5-7 NIV. Prayer Heavenly Father, holy is thy name. Please help me, Lord, to rest in you and in your love and care for me and in your plan for my life. Thank you, Father, for blessing me, listening to me, and for answering this prayer. I love you. In Jesus' name, amen. Closing Ladies, I am aware that many of us believe that we are resting and trusting in God because we read our Bibles pray and or attend services of the church on a regular basis however it is not evident or actual if we worry too much are too busy or are always rushing about and especially if we do not schedule private times of devotion with god mostly we are missing the enormous blessings of resting in god especially the joy of his love his presence his providence and peace of mind We can begin to rest in God when we slow down and spend quality time alone with him, meditating on his word and his majesty, brilliance, excellence, and splendor. And we can know for sure that we are resting or trusting in him when we are consistently able to produce fruit of the spirit. These fruit are love, joy, peace, patience, kindness, goodness, faithfulness, gentleness, and self-control. So there you have it, ladies. Are you resting in God? Are you resting in God is a good question. We all do well to ask ourselves. So ladies, yes, now during this pandemic, 
during this pandemic you know many of us we can't wait to rush out of the house we can't wait we can't wait to rush out of the house and get back to work and to you know just get get going doing things and i understand i understand we want to get out the house i understand we've been cooped up for weeks we've been cooped up i totally i get it i understand because we have bills to pay and we have people we want to see we haven't seen in a while yet this is a good time to learn how to rest in god how to spend time alone with god and rest in him this is the perfect time to do that right now during this pandemic it's a perfect opportunity because we can't go to work even if we want to we can't rush out we can't go shopping we can't just go drive ourselves crazy like we normally do and get get in over our heads we can't do that right now and that's good god is god is blessing us with rest with the right perspective we can see that god is blessing us with rest and we do well to rest in him to trust in him as as i said in the lesson to rely on him and believe that he has good plans for us and that he's going to turn everything this pandemic and everything that's happening in our lives on our side us Christ, faithful christians and godly women he's going to turn it into our favors into our favor as long as we seek first his kingdom and his righteousness according to Matthew 6:33 God is going to turn everything into our favor and he's going to provide for all of our needs and so we don't have nothing to worry about a lot of us are worrying oh I'm not going to be able to pay my rent I'm going to lose my house I'm going to lose my apartment I'm going to lose my job I'm going to lose my car on and on the list goes on and on are we afraid of what we're going to lose And I know cuz I was thinking about this myself early. I was like, "Wow, this this pandemic thing is huge and it's about to get worse." As far especially as far as the economy goes. If if the health toll doesn't get worse, especially here in America because here I don't know, we just we're a very superficial nation. We don't want to wear no mask. You know, we care more about how we look. It's just I never seen nothing like it. It's a very superficial country. It's really sad. There's a lot of us who are authentic people. But in general this nation overall is just very superficial na- nation and it's it's really sad and it's evident by us having the highest death toll. It's not because there's a curse on us. That's not it. According to the Bible, the word of God, that's not the reason. It's because we're just not using common sense and we just want to get back and go making money cuz we're afraid of losing our material possessions and we have a lot in this country. We have the most material possessions probably outside of China than any other nation in the world. We have a lot of material possessions here in this country. And so, you know, I I get it. Even those of us who don't want to be a part of part of this this materialistic society, we still it's like it's still a part of our lives cuz we're just raised into it into this. We're born into this. Those of us who were born here in the United States is just almost a part of who we are. And so, but Matthew 6:33, God says he's going to provide everything for us. when we seek first his kingdom and his righteousness when we put him first literally every day in our lives and in our heart more importantly in our heart when God is in our heart and we're not just going through the motions God's going to take care of us and so we don't have nothing to worry about so you know you think you know maybe I'm going to lose my house or my apartment but you know what maybe God want to bless you with a bigger one Maybe you will lose that house, but who's to say God's not going to give you a better one in a better location? You know, that's the way we got to look at it. Maybe God's going to give you a better house, a bigger house, a bigger car or a better job. 
How about a job where you're able to spend more time with him? Maybe your next job will be in a, in a position where you'll be able to have more time. You'll be able to spend more time alone with God. You'll be able to draw closer to him. That's the way we got to look at this because as Christians and godly women, that's what God is going to do. He's going to turn us into our favor where we're going to be on a better end. The people in the world that don't have a relationship with God through Jesus. No, we don't know what's going to happen to them. Some of them are going to do OK, but a lot of them not. A lot of people just not going to make it through. And I don't mean just physically being alive. I'm saying they're not going to make it through uh, financially. Their life is just going to be shambles. But us Christians, us godly women who remain faithful, God is going to see us through. And sometimes we have to go through the, the famine before we get through the feast, before we before God leads us to the feast. Sometimes we have to go through a famine. I've been through a famine more than once, quote unquote famine. I've been through the famine more than once. And you know what? Every time God always brings me to a feast because I have remained faithful and committed to him. Perfect. No. There's moments I have stumbled, but I never totally give up. I've not just given up on my walk with God. And I constantly stay in communion with him, prayer, and asking him to forgive me and to restore me and strengthen me to do his will and to seek and desire his will above my own, praying that his will be done, not mine. Because a lot of times my will, I just want to run away. I just want to get up, run away, give up. That's what I want to do because I'm a human being. It says we all are. I just want to give up and run away. And so I know my frailty. I realize my frailty. And I say, Lord, please just, I pray your will be done, not mine. Because right now I just want to get away from everything. I just want to run away. And the thing about this pandemic is we can't run away. There's nowhere we could go. Except for closer to God. And that's where we should want to go because that's where we need to go. We need God more than anything right now in this pandemic. We need God. And we need that bond and that close relationship with God. That's what we need more than anything. We don't need to go back to work. We don't need to go shopping. We need to focus on our relationship with God, with our creator that we will meet one day, one great day when this life is over. When our lives is over, we are going to meet God. And we want him to say two words, well done. That's what I want to hear. And I know we all do that's listening in. We want to hear God say, well done. And he's not going to be able to say that if we can never find time for him, private time. If we can't draw closer to him besides a, a 30 second prayer after we eat breakfast in the morning. Or a quick prayer just right before we go to bed at night. And all the rest of the day, we're too busy. We don't have time for our creator who loves us so much. He sent his only son to die on the cross for us. And we don't, we don't have time for him. But he is allowing us as Christians. He is allowing us to time to draw closer to him. We don't have any excuse now. There's no excuse. You can't say, Lord, you say if a man don't work, don't eat. So I got to go to work. We can't even use that excuse anymore. Most of us, we can't because we're sitting at home. And those who do have to go to work, who do have to go into the public transportation and the grocery stores are, are quote unquote essential workers. 
you know so yeah even those even those of us in those industries who are nurses or doctors we still need to draw close to God because we're putting our lives on the line those of us who do that and God God to God be the glory thank you Lord bless our frontliners the nurses the doctors those who have who the public transportation the male man the male woman and on and on everybody else included they have to do these jobs that they have to be done God bless them and keep them strong and bring them through this and, and continue to protect us and our families especially the church especially the church and our loved ones but we all need to draw closer to God and this is the perfect time to and God has allotted us a bunch of a long, a long time, not one day, not one week, months to be able to draw closer to him. Because this economy around the world is not just going to go jump right back. It's not going to happen because God has allowed this. God did not do this, but God has allowed this. And God allows evil. He allows evil to test our faith. He allows it. He allowed Adam and Eve that... Uh, forbidden tree forbidden fruit that Eve that Eve touched she should not have touched it she should not have ate it she disobeyed God allowed it in the garden of Eve he allowed it he did he 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 put it there or it grew there or whatever but he allowed it and he is allowing these things and this this won't be the last pandemic unless Jesus come back sooner this won't be the last pandemic Jesus said that we would have wars and rumors of wars earthquakes plagues famine and all things all these things have happened and continue to happen since Jesus ascended back up to heaven and God is not the one doing it he's warning us that these things are going to happen so that we could keep our faith not sit around and blame him I will tell you something God brought to my attention many years ago because I used to love blaming God for everything in the way we're on in the world and in my life. I love pointing the finger and blaming God. And we like doing that as human beings. I don't know why we, we think something. Some people just think it's some good in that. I don't know what I don't know what they're thinking. But we love mankind loves blaming people and we even love blaming God in general. And so God revealed to me one day. And through his word and his Holy Spirit that he doesn't have to sit around waiting to punish any of us. And he doesn't. You know why? Because we punish ourselves when we refuse to trust in him. We punish ourselves when we refuse to repent. When we continue to walk in sin on things that we know are wrong. We punish ourselves. And so God doesn't have to sit around and do anything. This is why one of the great texts in the Bible says, God will not be mocked. We reap what we sow. That's that's the biggest deal right there. What's going on in the world today? We are basically reaping what we sow. However, this pandemic, this virus got started is because of something mankind did and we are reaping it. We are reaping what was sown. We are reaping what was sown. That is what's going on right now because God doesn't have to sit around waiting to punish us he disciplines those he loves says it in the Bible but this is not a discipline and Christians don't have a land we don't have a nation and I don't mean that in a bad way we don't have a nation because we don't need a nation Christians are all over the world there is no one Christian nation 
in the world. I don't believe that. I don't see it in the Bible. The United States, people like saying it's a Christian nation. I don't think so. We may send the most missionaries from here around the world, but this is not a Christian nation. We have a lot of Christian uh, principles in the Constitution and in our laws. But you know what? That's basically all over the world. And we do have a lot, but we are not a Christian nation. There's nowhere on the map. You can't look in a map in the Bible. There's, there's, there's United States and it says Christian nation on it or the promised land. There's the, the, the promised land, the promised land in the Bible. The Israelites, I don't mean to laugh, but it's just the truth. The, the promised land in the Bible, the nation of Israel, that was God's people. Jerusalem, all of that, Canaan, the promised land, all that, that, that was God. That was, that was God's people, the land that God's people own. We don't have a land today. We're like the priesthood, the Levites. If you remember, if you know a lot about the Old Testament and the priesthood and the Levitical priesthood, they couldn't own anything. They couldn't even own land. Everything had to be given to them. And so that's kind of the way God wants us Christians to be today. It doesn't mean we can't buy a house or buy a car. But it means that there's no nation. There's no Christian nation. Christians are everywhere. And I will tell you, we are faithful Christians are few, very few in number, very few. There are so many people claim to be a Christian. But according to Matthew 22, 14, many are called, yet few are chosen. There's always been a remnant. And there will always be a remnant. There will always be a few. And it's way fewer than we usually realize. But that's a good perspective to have when we say, okay, because there are so few, I'm going to be among the few. I'm going to be among one of those because I want to make a difference in this world with my life. I want to make a positive difference. I don't want to go with the flow. I don't want to be a lukewarm church member. I don't want to be a lukewarm Christian. I want to be among the few that are needed, that really, truly make a difference in the church and in the world. And that's that's what God wants us to do right there, to be among the few. Because there's only a few and God needs us and we can be that. We can be that. Now's a great time during this pandemic to draw closer to God and get our strength from him so we can come through this shining like a brand new penny. Like I always say, a penny, a brand new penny. If you ever seen a brand new penny, it's so pretty. And we can come out shining like a brand new penny and strong, spiritually strong. That's what I mean. Shining, letting our lights shine. For the world to see, like Jesus said, let your light shine. We can come through. And we will when we draw closer to God and we use this time. We don't waste this time with the pandemic, sitting around watching the news, worrying and fretting how the economy is going to turn out. The world economy was turned upside down in 1918. For about four years, it was turned upside down. But you know what? God brought the world through then and he's going to bring this world through now unless he has something else that he wants to do with this world. And so we do well to use this time and not waste it to take advantage of the opportunity to draw closer to God 
and so we can rest in him instead of sitting around and fretting and picketing like the rest of the world like well not rest of the world but a lot of people going around holding these signs demanding the government do this or that instead of taking advantage of the opportunity to draw closer to their creator and worrying and fretting those people are worrying and fretting big time and I choose. I is it is tempting, it's tempting to worry and fret and like, oh yeah, yeah, yeah. We definitely need to get the economy back going because it's going to get worse. How we're going to survive? On and on and on. Blah blah blah. But God is in charge. Christians don't do that. True Christians, those who are mature in the faith, we're not doing that. We are trusting in God that He's going to make a way like He always does when this is over. He is going to make a way. He's going to bring us through and he's going to be with us because God is loving. God loves us, not just us Christians. God loves the whole world. John three sixteen. God loves the whole world. He's going to bring this world through this. He's going to bring us through. It's not going to be easy. And this is why we need him. This is why we need him to get through this. And so the best thing to do right now is to draw closer to God. Because we want to be lights, bright and shining, not only after this pandemic, but also in the midst of it. People should be able to look at Christians or those who profess to be Christians and say, wow, look how calm they are and they're getting through this. They should be able to look at us and be able to see Jesus and see that we're resting in God during this time. They should be able to see that, not us running around like the rest of the world, even making an even worse example and prancing around carrying uh, uh, signs, demanding people do this or that instead of resting in God and trusting in God. We don't have to demand anything because God is in control. He's at the wheel. And he's at the wheel of our lives if we allow him to be in control. And he's going to land this plane safely. And everyone on it is going to be all right. And everything is going to be okay. And God's going to see us through. He's going to see us through. I like one thing King David said. I've never seen a righteous forsaken or big and bread. And so God is going to see us through and take care of us. No matter what happens. No matter what this, this world is going to bring. And so this is just a test. Another test of our faith. Because life is one big test. We're going to constantly be tested. And God wants us to pass our test. He wants us to realize we are being tested. We are in a test. And so how are you going to react? Are you going to pass the test? Because many of us, we have failed so many tests, Christian tests of our faith. We have failed so many. So let's just say, let's, let's pass this one. Let's do our best to try to pass this test and to get it right. And to make God proud of us when this is over as his children. To make him as our Holy Father proud of us. and say, So he could say, that's my child. And they trusted me through this. They trusted me through this and I brought them through. And that's the God we serve. And God is good and God is love. And he loves us and he will bring us through this once again. He's brought us through before and he ain't finna stop now. Because God is good and God is love. 1 John 4 8. God is love. And love is in action. 
Thank you, ladies, for listening to this podcast. I hope it has been a blessing to you. If you have any prayer requests or comments or anything you want to share, please email me at terrytemple7 at gmail.com. Visit my website, terrytemple.org, where there are many more resources to help you to keep your faith, especially in trying times. May God, our Holy Father in heaven, continue to bless you so that you may always be a blessing wherever you go. Chat with you later. Bye-bye.